We always start on time. We do. When it's time, we start. Let's wait for, uh, what is it, 28 seconds? 28 seconds. Someday you can ask us, what is with 28 seconds? Why do we have to wait for 28 seconds to start? What would you answer if somebody asked you, why do we wait for 28 seconds? Because it's not 30 seconds and it's not 25 seconds. It's a nice, beautiful number. Gets people prepared, gets them focused. It's not a superstitious number, but it means that we're going to start really soon. If you have joined, we are on three different platforms. If you have joined, just say hi in comments. Say anything. What's for lunch? Say uh, where you are right now. And the, uh, the first person that says hi will trigger us to start our content for you today. The conversation, the really important conversation that we are going to have today. We are going to talk about? Matching shirts and colors. <laughs> uh, we are going to talk about plan for your plan. Hi, Stephen. So nice to see you. Hello, LinkedIn user. It doesn't say your name, so maybe you can tell us. Oh, it's hi. Daniel. Great. Hi, Daniel. And hi, Ula. And Ula. Ribu. Hello, nice Ribu. to see you. I miss you, Ribu. And everyone else. You know, I can't be biased with Ribu. So we will get going. Yes, let's get started. Wonderful to see all of you here. We are going to talk about uh, a plan for your strategic plan. Your strategic planning process also needs a little bit of planning. And if you miss that little step, it's not a huge step. It's not a lot of time. It's not a lot of effort. If you miss that step, you really are taking a big risk, my friend. And that's why we are going to talk about that important topic. I'm going to be the one asking questions. It's only to get started and be on, on track. But uh, sometimes I'll ask the question and I'll also answer the question. And most of the time, I will give Zach an opportunity to answer questions. Sounds good? And hi, John. Thanks for joining. Hi, Carolina. Thank you so much for joining. So here goes my first question to Zach. Let's define what is strategic planning or strategic plan. Let's tell everyone what is a strategic plan. You know, we view a strategic plan as a set of decisions that have been enshrined in a actionable document that establishes where and how a company is going to compete and sets up a really clear framework to turn into action. And that's the, the basis, but it's not just a document. It's the decisions itself that are, that are in a plan that can be followed and executed. Do you create it? Uh, just a follow-up question. And everyone else, you know, if you have questions, this is a two-way conversation. So if you have any questions about strategic planning or any life questions, just keep on asking those in the comments. And uh, we will, you know, we will either stop in between and take your questions or take your questions at the end. Yeah. So I was asking you, uh, what is 
so is it something like the you know yearly plan for your team or for your organization or you know three year plan five year plan that kind of plan um i mean first off it can be you know companies come together they set plans for long term mid term and short term and they go through planning processes and cycles and what we do a little bit differently in that process is that we're very innovative in terms of being customer centric bringing in the right kinds of information into decision making processes oftentimes decisions are made but customers aren't consulted or that the trends aren't thought of clearly and so you're using old thinking that's out of date to inform the planning process and so we view a plan can be an initiative or it can be you know truly a um, you know company shaping event but what's most important is that the customer is in the room that the right insights are in the room and that it's built on um, on, uh, on on key decisions that are going to impact the people who are implementing as well as the people who are planning now that is strategic plan that is strategic plan for what we what an organization or your team is going to do for particular amount of time to achieve the results that you need to achieve in that much time that itself is a plan are you being funny by saying your plan needs a plan not at all um you don't just show up at the airport you know ready for your plane you you know you you pack you plan you think about how you're going to do it in order to have an enjoyable ride it's the same thing you know so oftentimes people get into the room and they realize that they don't have the information they need to make decisions and so they either speculate using less than perfect information or they realize that the that they're not going to get what they want to get out of a meeting. And so really what this idea of planning before a plan constitutes is saying what are the things that need to be decided upon um who's going to be making what kinds of decisions and who's going to be served by that plan and getting very clear ahead of time and talking to key executives and stakeholders to understand what they need from that planning process will save you so much time later. and also people want to be heard they want to be heard and they want to have input on how planning works and so by understanding and interviewing them ahead of time you can bring those insights and start your meeting with a call out or a read out of all the key insights that were captured before the plan actually begins which saves you a tremendous amount of time this is not planning for the sake of planning this is organizing your time your thinking your insights your research to make the best use of your executive team's limited time together and what happens if you don't take the step how like you know i didn't what if i didn't plan for my plan and just directly jumped into everything it's like working out without exercising you know what Warm without warming up you know what why would you want to do that you you want to give people the ability to be their best and to know what we expect from them when they come to the meeting and so by doing that you allow people to show up with the right information the right insights the right attitude the right mindset to succeed and if you don't do that oftentimes people are put on the spot um they would rather sometimes people would rather give you wrong answers and not have an answer and you and you create a mindset and mentality that is not about you know preparation and giving our best work but about looking good and and saving face and that's not going to help anybody yeah and i have also seen that it it also uh 
you know, that sense of belonging and ownership of any plan that comes from people being involved at the planning of that plan process is really important. Like if nobody asks you and suddenly tells you that, you know, as per the strategic plan, these days are your responsibilities, you wouldn't feel like doing would you, you know, you will have a better sense of uh, ownership with that plan if you were involved in planning that plan. Absolutely. Is there, uh, is there a checklist? You know, any kind of. Uh, one second. Let's let's take this Carolina's question and then we will uh, move on. Uh, Carolina is asking, how do you get the team to buy into the importance of this step if they just don't? if they just want to get into a uh, strategy, uh, strategy directly? Um, if you're lucky, if you're lucky enough to have a couple people um, together who are decision makers, you can ask the right question. And that question will reveal that there's a lot more work needed before that planning process can start. So for example, you know, under saying what, uh, you know, how did our planning process work last year? And what are we going to do this year to make sure that the process itself works better? You're going to get different answers from those different stakeholders in the room. And then you can go and say, well, would it be useful to ask this question to more than the two people that are in the room to understand people's perspectives about how the process went to make it better? And usually they would say that's a good use of time. And from there, you get insights. And then you say, well, we talked to 20 people about this process. And here are the insights that we heard. So here's how we think we can address this year's plan to make it better than last year's plan. Here's the recommendations, A, B, C, and D. Uh, but it really comes to getting the right one or two stakeholders bought into the fact that this step is needed. And if you can demonstrate that it saves them time and money, then they will usually agree to it. Yeah. And we do this, you know, we uh, we do this plan the plan workshop. You know, it is depending on requirements. It's either two to three hour. It's two to three hour long workshop. And if if any one of you is interested in this kind of a workshop for your organization, you can send us an email. You can send us an email and based on if you need it or if you are ready for it. We are very happy to get involved and uh, even, you know, do a test kind of a smaller workshop with you for free. And uh, we are giving you that uh, uh, in obviously, you know, because we would do it for free. We will pick and choose. Uh, uh, why are you looking at me like that? I, I will do it. Uh, so is there, you know, the next next step is, is there any checklist? Because you talked about a lot of things that you, we will find answers in this plan the plan workshop. Is there kind of a checklist that, you know, you need to know this, 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 this to have a successful or de-risked uh, strategic plan? Mm, I mean, there's a series of best practices that we've arrived at by doing a lot of work. And so we are able to organize those best practices in a checklist um, to make it easier for people. But unlike just a traditional question, checklist, some of these are things that have to get done. And some of these are questions that you should ask your team or that we will ask your team on your behalf or as strategists. So ultimately, yes, it's organized. It's concise. It's well put together. Um, but it's not a formula. It's essentially a set of uh, uh, best practices and a mindset that we guide people through. Yeah. And it changes, you know, 
organizations, companies, corporations, everything there, each team and group of people is different from other. So always, always and always, we have to customize our approach a little bit. The basic principles remain the same, but based on your organization's requirements, we need to customize it. And that's why the checklist changes. Although the basic checklist is same, that you should really know about your customer. You should know about what results you are expecting. You should know what are the capabilities of your team and so on and so forth. But for some organizations, some few things are more important than others. And uh, the focus needs to be changed depending on that. Is there anything else you want to tell them about our process that we run during that uh, plan the plan uh, workshop? Yeah, well, the process isn't us lecturing you. Um, and when you do this, whether it's with another consultant or internally, it shouldn't be about one person you know, leading uh, and lecturing. It should be more about uh, facilitation where people on the same team get to talk to each other and get to uncover what it is they know or they don't know. Um, and as a result of uncovering through these conversations, you're able to focus and work on what really matters to your organization. So don't just think about going through a checklist and kind of being told what to do. Think of it more as people coming into collaboration, uh, revealing where they need to put their energy, and then uh, coming together to determine how they're going to do a good job. And yeah, just to add to that, we are facilitators. We are expert facilitators who have done this many times with in multiple industries with on lots of organizations. So we bring in that knowledge and uh, and help you do things slightly faster than you could do it themselves. You could do yourselves. Keep, keep asking questions, guys. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. Keep asking questions because, you know, even uh, during this time, if you have uh, any quick questions, we are really happy to answer those. And even if you are listening to a recording, because a lot of people reached out to me telling me that they cannot make time usually at 12.30 on Wednesdays, but they listen to our conversations later on. So if you are one of those people who is listening to this conversation recorded, you can also ask questions in comments. Wherever you are listening to it, ask questions in comments. We will answer those comments. Uh, this is, uh, so what is the usual reaction to these kind of workshops? You can say before, after, I mean, before, during, after. No, I mean, the, the, the reaction is that people realize that there's a lot more uh, work and orchestration that has to happen to make their strategic planning work well. And oftentimes, you know, it's more like everyone's so busy that they don't stop and really reflect, like, what do we need to make this day great or this week effective? And the reaction is really a, a, a checklist that people provide themselves with to understand what do they need from their customers? What do they need from industry trends? What do they need from decision makers, from people on their team? It's a whole lot of things that people realize that they need to uh, have access to in order to make better decisions and a better use of time. Yeah. Uh, and uh, this, this is my last question. And after that, if there are no questions in the comments, we will say bye. So 
if you have any questions, it's a good time to ask right now. Everyone, Stephen, Daniel, Ula, Ribu, John, Carolina. These are the names I can read. A lot of names are shown as LinkedIn user. And if your name is one of those LinkedIn users, I cannot see it. So you are a LinkedIn user right now. And uh, please ask your questions. That's the point. Uh, so last question. Uh, no, that is Carolina's question. This is my last question, which is, what makes you, me, or Refine and Focus team exceptional at helping people create this plan for their plan? Mm, well, I'll start by what makes someone bad at it. Um, what makes someone bad is you know, showing up, thinking you have all the answers, thinking that a company is like every other company, and then telling people what to do. Um, and not giving them a chance to talk and trying to be an expert and just driving home some old archaic formula that is not based on insights or customer centricity or anything of the like. Um, and then believing with arrogance that if a company doesn't do what you say they're going to do, that they get it wrong. That's the bad. So the good is the opposite of that in many ways. The good is by saying, you know, the role, one of the main things that we need to do in a workshop is get people to talk and get people to share their frustrations, their concerns, their hopes, their wishes, so that people can actually hear each other. And when they hear each other and they start listening to one another, um, they can dig into the, to, the, to the juicy parts of planning that really matter. Um, and they also can have a personal attachment to the things that need to be planned not just some abstract numbers for next year, but really feel connected to the goals. And also uh, what helps us be good at what we do is that we were focused on effectiveness and clarity. So we're not just trying to show up and do a great job once. We're trying to really move the needle to affect a result that's going to be very, that's going to be very useful for the people that we're doing it for. And we're not uh, afraid to dive in, ask hard questions, um, create a space that is uh, protected and safe to guard that space and to ensure that value is delivered. And the fact is being very tenacious about that and doing it for a very, very long time and also not being fixed to a particular method, but having lots of tools uh, lets us be really um, effective, you know, have a growth mindset, be good uh, facilitators and bring in lots of different uh, ways of looking to make our clients and our friends and colleagues um, really effective at doing what they have to do. Yeah. And uh, like I, like I earlier said that I, I wasn't kidding. Like I earlier said, if you or your team needs to plan your strategic plan and need some help to get started with it, you can email us at hello at refine and focus com and we will consider doing a workshop with you we and uh, we would be really happy to you know based on your availability and our availability we are very happy to uh, help you out with that anything else you want to no i mean the thing that we provide as Pranima was suggesting is we have a you know a, a one hour uh, very effective um, meeting structure and workshop that we provide that gets you and a few members of your team to really think about how you are planning right now, what you could be doing better, 
and leave with specific and actionable information uh, to make that effort more effective and to help you generate whatever results you're after, whether it's more revenue or attract better people or um, find a way to um, and to really apply this. So we have a couple more questions here. Yeah, uh, there's a question from Veena. She's asking, how would you work with clients who carry skeptical mindset towards your strategic plans? Mm, so that's a good question. Um, one is that, uh, you know, really by the time that a client, if it's about refine and focus, that's one thing. If you have a question about something else, then please let us know. But if it's about refine and focus, by the time that we're in a room with our clients, they've already had a chance to express their skepticism. You know, they're, they're engaging us to d- deliver a strategy and a process. And so they're usually very excited when, when we arrive at the time to do the plan because we've spent the time that we need to have the conversations, to get clear about the outcomes, and to deliver a lot of value. So we don't oftentimes um, approach uh, or deal with skepticism. When we are met with skepticism, it's usually about time. Like people don't believe they have time to run a thorough process or time to let people talk or get into the nitty gritty of key questions. It's more about they may have skepticism with, you know, how can we make sure this all gets done in the limited time that we have? And when that happens, we're basically showing them that they're saving more time by slowing down as opposed to losing time by speeding up yeah. and, and uh, like zach said that's that's usually the topic of skepticism that some of the people you know they may feel that they're wasting time by going through this process but actually this process in fact makes everything faster cheaper and better because it just improves your efficiency and your quality of uh, everything that you are going to do in the future and you know, when we're working with larger teams, there are one or two, usually maybe one person, skeptic person in the room. But we, you know, by facilitating for such a long time, and also we, both of us inbuilt, have this ability to be interested in people, be curious about them and what they have to say and take their opinions and value their opinions and make them really uh, make them feel heard and make them feel useful. Usually doing those things, then after you do those things and uh, they feel that, you know, their opinions are extremely important for this process, they usually are excited about it. Like once you once you connect with them on the human level and uh, value them, then that skepticism usually goes away and then they buy into your plan for your strategic plan. Next question is from, I hope, Veena, that answers your question and uh, happy to talk uh, offline later on more about this if, if it didn't. Uh, next question is from Daniel. He is asking what companies and industries are most effectively strategically planning right now? So there's a, a, thanks for the question, Daniel. There's a couple of things that I would say. Um, if you look at companies that have innovation labs, and if you look for companies that are running lean startup as a, as a backbone of their thinking and their process, and if you look at companies for whom uh, user experience and um, 
and uh, user interface matter. Um, I believe that those criteria will help you identify companies that are doing a pretty good job at, or at least trying to do a better job at strategic planning. Um, companies that are investing in innovation labs are making bets on their customers, on their value proposition. They're trying things, they're being fluid, and they're also usually connecting that to bigger ideas. Um, so we really enjoy working with those kind of clients and have in the past. Um, Lean Startup is a really complete methodology of, of testing and learning and, and, and measuring and repeating this throughout a variety of cycles with a lot of different uh, ways and sprints of doing so. And we think companies that are doing Lean Startup, like especially software companies, have a much more agile way of planning um, and ways of kind of having long-term goals, but delivering uh, to their short-term needs. And then when it comes to UX and, and UI, you know, really understanding that the customer is at the center. So if something like the pandemic happens, unfortunately, you know, the entire business isn't just blown up. And you can pit it because you're able to understand that your, that your, com- ah, your customer is at the center of your world and that you can easily um, understand the customer and then develop new products and services that support that customer yeah. growth. That actually gives us a leeway into uh, the topic that we are going to uh, discuss after in our next live session, which is which is not next week, but week after that on Wednesday at twelve thirty. I uh, uh, we are going to talk about how few uh, how few organizations succeed at innovation while so many others are failing, and that is the key distinguishing factor or difference between the companies and industries that are uh, doing strategic planning really well and those who aren't. And that is exactly is our topic for next time, which is one more time, which is why a few companies are such a great innovators and few, so many others aren't. And I recently talked about this topic on a panel, which was, uh, which was watched by 1,200 people. And uh, it was about aviation, innovation, and sustainability, or sustainability and innovation in aerospace. And I, I wanted to bring that, uh, all the things that I talked about on that panel, I wanted to bring those things to you. And that's what we are going to do after two weeks. So join us in our next session, and we will talk about why few companies succeed at innovation while so many others are failing. With that, with that, you can go have your lunch. And if you're already having your lunch and listening to us, we need to go and have our lunch. And... Bye-bye. Wait, let me do the... Oh, I did not uh, upload the video for the next session you need to know the date for the next session which is extremely important for everyone and anyways i'll just tell you because i don't have that video it's going to be on november 11th next session mark your calendars there it is november 11th so that's wednesday again like always at 12:30 Eastern time, we will see you right here.